The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Nobody can see that. <laughs> hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a great show for you guys today. And, uh, oh, yeah, they can't see it. See you, sorry. Ron's kniving me Stabbing with the Jimmy. grapefruit knife. How come I don't hear myself? Can you, Am I audible out there, folks? Yeah, we can hear you. I don't hear me. Why don't That's I hear Because I turned my, your, your headphones down. Oh, you just told me to turn music, it down. Well, the music comes in so loud. That's just better. That's much better. Okay. All right, everybody. Here we go. We want to uh, welcome everybody. Let me uh, say hi to everybody. I have this weird thing that keeps coming up on my screen. I got to get rid of it. Hold on one second. All right, everybody. We got a great show for you today. Before we get started telling you about all the stuff that we had going on, let me first uh, introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell with his Betty Davis shirt. I wore that for my friend Bruce. I mean, Stephen. What am I saying, Bruce? For my friend Stephen, because uh, he's an old bag, too. Oh, and he's going to be our guest today. Yeah, and we old bags know who Betty Davis was. There you go. But I'm really not speaking to anybody. I'm totally conceited and narcissistic, and I'm living in my own bubble of delight because I was coming down the escalator. Oh, wait, wait. Let's say hi to everybody, and then you can tell your name story. I just said hi to everybody. I know, but well, we, we have to say hi to the chat room and say hi to everybody oh, else. Okay, okay. And then no. you can tell them, because it's a good story, and people are going to really like it, and I won't interrupt at all. All right, everybody. So Ron's got several good stories to tell you, but before we do that, let's say hi to everybody, starting out with Danielle at W4CY. Hey, Danielle, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Feeling even though wonderful. I'm like, I, didn't, I did not get the flu. Jimmy didn't give it to me. Yes, I'm so happy about that. Then we've got the fabulous Scotty J in Philadelphia. What's up, Scotty J? Hey, hey, hey. We were, <laughs> that's Fat Albert. Scotty, you would have loved Nam. Like, we met all kinds of people that you already know, but, uh, yeah. but it was very cool. And uh, we'll tell you who some of the people we met in a minute. And then we've got the chat room filled with people. What's up, chat room? Let's say hi. We have a. Uh, First of all, everybody, I'm doing a little bit better today. The last two days, I couldn't walk at all, so thanks for all the concern and care. Ron took very good care of me. Um, we got Dave Hughes in the chat room, Teresa Saban, Pat Grant from Canada, Thomas Claxton, who we spent a lot of time with this weekend, is in the chat room. Uh, uh, Twism White Piece is in the chat room. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's going by fast. Anybody in the chat room, we had a great time. We got two great guests for you guys today. We have Steve Bluestein coming on author and comedian and then we have celebrity chef ryan rondino coming on i, th I think that's going to be our first chef and uh we want to thank everybody for tuning into the show on iHeartRadio. We made the top 100 podcast on iHeartRadio for the fourth time with CeCe Hendricks and, uh, oh, Cece was wonderful. and uh, Huff, Adrian Huff. Um, so we appreciate that, everybody. 
And Backpack John is in the chat room. Um, so what's up, everybody? Now Ron's going to tell you his. You're going to tell him Nam stories first, or, or Nation's Fire stories first. Well, Nation's Fire stories. There really are no stories except that we were with the people we love. I mean, uh, my Loreen Landon, who was starring in the film, was absolutely incredible in this movie. She washed her face completely, not a drop of makeup, and played a drunken, mean, nasty, old, hippie woman who was married to Bruce Dern. Uh, her performance is really stunningly wonderful, and she's just a, a beauty, as you know. But they, get, they did special lighting to make her look haggard and old and wretched, and she did. But that's what the part called for. So when you see the movie, don't say, oh, that's what she looks like without makeup, because that was all done with tricks and uh, makeup to age her, you know, to make her look uh, old. Let me fill everybody in a little bit. So you guys, Nation's Fire, it's written and directed by Thomas Churchill. The movie came out Tuesday on all your video on demand platforms and retail stores. Some of the cool people that we got to meet at the event um, which we, some of them we knew. We knew Marilyn Gigliotti already. She's from Clerks. Uh, Lou Ferrigno Jr., who was just a charm, a charming, charming guy. He's on SWAT right now on CBS. Handsome and down-to-earth and real and sweet. We invited Cece Hendricks, our last week's guest, to come, and she came. It was fun. Looking absolutely uh, androgynous, and everybody was freaking out over her. Rusty Coons from Sons of Anarchy was there. Paul Logan, uh... Uh, Angie Baby, who we always talk about, I Angela call, Joseph. No, listen, you're not allowed to call her Angie Baby. Okay, you're, Ron's Angie Baby. For me, she's Angela. That's my pet name for Angie Baby was there. And my soon-to-be future husband, John Kelly, was Joe Kelly was there. And then Angie Stevenson from Sons of Anarchy was there. Lorreen Landon, Marcel Walsh, Chuck Liddell, who's the really famous MMA fighter turned actor. Lieutenant. Don't, don't forget Sherry. Davis. Sherry Davis was there. Lou Temple. Looking from stunning in a red dress with peekaboo boobs. Lou Fabulous. Temple from The Walking Dead, and he is also uh, the bad guy in that kidnap movie with Halle Berry. Jan Birch from The People Under the Stairs. Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead. Uh, Alexis Iacono. Oh, my gorgeous Alexis, who I call Ava Gardner. She gets more beautiful each time I see her. And then Joe Kelly and, uh, and I Dave said Bailey. Joe, I said Joe Kelly. Clown but you're leaving out the little girl who threw up in the movie. The little girl What's her name? I, I love movie. her. My little lady, the little lady that vomited the green stuff in that movie. Oh, Eileen Dietz from The Exorcist. <laughs> right, Eileen Dietz. Eileen, I'm sorry. I, I forgot your name, Eileen. I'm so sorry. I think she's the most adorable thing in the world. Oh, my God. That was so funny. So we had a really good time. The movie's really good. It's gotten great, great reviews so far. It said uh, for an independent, low-budget film yeah, that it's it was good. I, good. We only stayed for half of it. Because we had to race down to Anaheim to go to Nam, but uh, whatever I saw, I enjoyed. Uh, I would have loved to have gone to the after party and hung out with all our buddies, but you know, show business is not social. It's work, work, work. So we drove quickly down to Anaheim, and we went into Nam, and we saw nights after Nam, the concert. What? We went to the nights after Nam concert. I don't know what the fuck it was. You know, I went. I have no idea where I was, who it was, who they were. Uh, you know, I was talking to people and Jimmy would yell at me, did you know who that was? And I said, no, he told me the name and still I was a blank. <laughs> I mean, I was never a fan of rock and roll, let alone heavy metal or those groups. Don't forget, I'm old. I, when those groups came out, I was already in my 30s or late 30s, early 40s. And at that age, you really don't sit down and smoke pot and listen to Chicago. 
Oh, oh which we met Will Champlin, whose dad's in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, it was terrific. <laughs> what I got excited about was Sinbad was there, and we know Sinbad, and we really like him a lot. And he was on stage, and he introduced Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Kenny which, Loggins. Wait a minute. Ken, Kenny Loggins, which is what I know. And Eileen said, I met the manager, and he said we could go backstage and interview Earth, Wind, and Fire. So I was all aglow and happy. There had to be 50 million people there. I have never seen so many people in one place. No matter where you went, there were genius. They built this huge convention center that holds a million people, and they had two urinals. <laughs> so we had a line around the block waiting to pee. And you know, at my age, you don't have that much time to wait. When you when it calls, you have to go, or you sort of, you know, wee-wee in your pants. So I try to con somebody to let me go first, and those horrible young people wouldn't do that. There's no respect anymore for age in this country, I guess. But we did find other bathrooms that yeah, didn't have Yeah, there are other bathrooms. One, had, other one had six urinals. Still not enough urinals. Uh, you have to write in about... We need more urinals in this country. You know, we drink water now more than ever before. We drink bottles and bottles of water a day. 20 years ago, we didn't drink water at all. We didn't drink anything. We, we just drank booze. So now that we drink so much water, we urinate a lot. We need more toilets. Also, uh, we want to give another shout-out real quick. Uh, Lorene Landon has joined us, which, Lorene, we loved your performance. Oh, my darling, in, my uh, sweetheart, Fire. my love, and, my uh, honey bunch. And B. My... Claudia has also joined us from Germany. So what's up, hey, B? Yeah, I want to – hi, BB. I want to speak with my Lorene. Lorene, darling, you got balls. You're good. You're brave. You washed your face. You hung your hair. You went and did a fabulous job. I was so impressed. I swear to you, you should be nominated for something for that film because your performance is so not who you are. If everyone out there knew Lorene, she's a dove. She's the kindest, sweetest, most gentle, soft person who never raises her voice and I've never seen get angry or mean. In this film, you want to beat the shit out of her. She's a nasty, drunken bitch who just, her, even her own daughter in the film can't stand her. She was brilliant. Churchill did a wonderful job with the movie. I truly enjoyed it. I suggest you go see it. Uh, Loreen, I want to see you social. Are you going to the thing that we're going to? No. Is she coming with us to the, oh no. Where are you going? What, which Oscar party are you going to? She's going to Roger Neal. Are you going to Roger Neal's Oscar party? If not, come to our Oscar party. Sadie and Miles is coming and a bunch of our other friends. Anyway, that's out of the so way. So tell everybody. Let, let me tell them who we met at NAMM, and then you can tell them your story. Well, let me tell you who I met. The most adorable little girl who was a drummer for Cindy Lapa. Now, I know Cindy Lapa, so I was able to talk to this lovely girl. Then I met, I don't know who he was, but I know that he played. What do you play for, Chicago? Who? I don't know. I mean, uh, Will Champlin? Is that who it was? I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know. Some guy played in Chicago, and I said to him, where else do you play? All right? And he looked at me like I was a retard, and I thought, oh, you mean the group Chicago? I'm sorry. I thought that you played in Chicago, you play, and you don't play anywhere else. I couldn't figure it out. So he knew that he was talking to Nil and Void. He politely smiled and kept 
kept on walking. Um, you met the singer for uh, Santana. Oh, oh, that yeah, I know who Santana is, and I met the new lead singer, and he was okay, but standoffish, thought who he was. But then again, if I was a lead singer for Santana, I'd have a little bit of an attitude, maybe too. But everybody was genuinely friendly. No one was dressed. Everybody looked like bag people. Torn jeans, ripped crap, ugly jackets. Everything was disheveled. No hair. Women, they, it was a mess. So if you're going there for glamour and beauty, don't. Everybody looked like they needed a handout. Meanwhile, some of them are zillionaires. So some of the people that we met while we were there, at both at Nights After Nam and during Nam. first of all, Nights After Nam was the Think Experience band. So we already knew Tony Franklin, Scott Page, Stephen Perkins, and Kenny Olsen. Best friends of ours. We loved them. Um, we got to finally meet in the flesh Thomas Claxton, who's been a guest on the show. We did all kinds of stuff in Man. Is he a phenomenal musician? We went to dinner twice with Thomas. And he did a little set with uh, Scott Page at Fabulous. one of the booths, and he was just absolutely let me, amazing. Let me interrupt why he was amazing. He didn't do that shit that I don't understand, that yelling, screaming, and banging, and noise. It was all noise. He did music. He sang better than Elvis Presley. His voice is beautiful. And I really wish that he would uh, sing that kind of music. I think we need to have that music back again. There are too many screamers out there. Everybody, even even in Pink Floyd, they were screaming, the three girls screaming like they were being raped. I mean, I don't get it. You know, you, what happened to singers? Screaming is in? Okay. I'm an old goat. What can I tell you? Uh, then, though, we also okay, so we also met part of the Think Experience band is Will Champlin, whose dad is Bill Champlin from Chicago, and he was on The Voice. He's super talented vocalist. Then we met – oh, Kenny Olsen was also there. I didn't mention him. We yeah. met Terry Ilous. I, I, I don't know how you pronounce it. He's the singer for Great White. I met Slim from the R&B group 112. We met Carmine Apice, who I have met many, many years ago from Vanilla Fudge. We met Jen Majura, who's the lead guitarist for Evanescence. She was awesome. Um, and then, of course, we had our buddies, Scott Page. I mentioned them, though. Well, I want to mention him again. Okay. And Soho Johnny, a new up-and-coming great singer and superstar on his way up the charts. And then we had Derek. Ray and Eileen Shapiro was there. Of course, naturally. I'm only halfway through the list, so I'll get on my I'll add on. How's oh, that? Oh, can I stab you with this knife? No, we met Doug Aldrich from White Snake. Derek Day was there from Think Experience. Robert Mason from Warrant. Um, Greg Bissonette from the David Lee Roth Band. Um, Billy DeBlasi is the drummer for the Hailers, one of my favorite drummers, and his wife, uh, Lori. They're fabulous. Um, Gilby Clark from uh, Guns N' Roses. Um, and then. Wayne Page was there, a very sweet, dear friend of mine, Scott's wife. And then we also, uh, the highlight of my whole, every person that we met, though, and we met probably between the two events, we probably met 100 famous people. And my favorite of all was, da -da 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 -da, drum roll, Brian Austin Green, everybody. I met Brian Austin Green from Beverly Hills 90210, and I was totally fanned out. I was like the biggest fanboy ever because that was like my favorite show uh, in the 80s. I was depressed because Johnny Mantis wasn't there, and I would have loved to have met him. But Johnny doesn't go to that kind of crap. He sings real music. But as I was strolling oh along, my gosh. what? Thomas Glaxton's going. I was there. I saw Jimmy geek out <laughs> to, to uh, Brian Austin Green. Anyway, he was a super cool too, by the way, everybody. As I was walking, there was these five uh, people who looked outstandingly dressed. The only ones in the whole convention center, stunningly dressed. And the one fellow was dressed in the most gorgeous boots and leather pants and lizard jacket. I mean, he was stunningly beautiful. 
And I stopped and I said to him, okay, who are you and what do you do? And he said, well, this is my name, which I forgot. And he said, uh, well, what can I tell you? And he said, I'm the king of the strip in Las Vegas. I've worked Las Vegas forever. And this is my manager and this is my wife or girlfriend, the dancer from our group. And then there was another guy there called Shingles or Silly or Shivers. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so the business manager said to me, we have a problem. I said, what is it? She said, they're not allowing black, because these, these people were all black. They're not allowing black people to work the strip on Las Vegas anymore. And if a black singer is appearing there, the orchestra or the band has to be white. I said to her, wait a minute, what year are we in 1960? This can't be. This is an impossibility. I think something's wrong. And the manager said, no, this is what it is. And the guy with the lizard coat, who I absolutely love, we became good friends, and he's going to face... We're going to have him on the show soon, once we figure out who he is. What's his name? I don't know. I didn't meet he, him, He so. said he's going to Facebook me, and you know what? How can I accept him when I don't know his name? I mean, I You'll really... recognize him. How am I going to recognize him? You talk to him. Yeah, but how, if he comes to ask me to be a friend, how am I going to see <laughs> him? You look at the little pictures. You, know, you go on the profile and look on the pictures, and it'll right. say King okay. of Vegas. Good. Anyway, he was sensational, the most fabulous guy. He Now we're talking... My talk, Mary Wilson, Motown, all of the great performers of years ago who I was flipping out. He worked with all of them. He even worked with Miss Ross, Miss Diana, I want to be white Ross. And he said she's a bit of a problem. Everybody that I talked to has said she's a bit of a problem, except Scott Page. He said he worked with her for two weeks and she was no, delightful. like months, a half a year. He a, half a, for year. half a year. Well, I guess she had to be nice to him for half a year. What was she going to do, fight with him for half a year? Anyway, they knew who Mary Wells was. Not that any of you out there know who she is, but Mary Wells was the gal that made Motown and put it on the map. So these people are fabulous. I love them all. We hung out. For, I did that, like a 20-minute interview. If you want to see any of the interviews that I did, I am now on a reality show called New York. What is it called? I don't know. I have to look it New up. New York Vague, I think, or something like New that. New Vague City or something. New Vague City. It's shot in New York with a terrific uh, cameraman. And Kino. Yeah, Kino. And now we're shooting uh, this week the red carpet at uh, whatever we're going to on Friday. What the name of the to? show is New Vague City. It's produced by Kino and Soho Johnny. And Ron was doing interviews all day with it. And when we find out more information, we'll let you know. Right now, they're just putting footage together for the first show. So you can see all of it, and then you'll hear what these people have to say. Now, anyone out there that has any information about this not allowing black people, uh, or not allowing, but not hiring many black, too many black people, let's put it that way, on the Strip in Las Vegas, please contact me at ronrussellshow.aol.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I promised them that I would help them. When I told them that we have almost 5,000, 5 million uh, people watching us every week. We are. So uh, we're going to have them on the show and they can. Yeah. And they're they fabulous. Tell I mean, directly. if I tell you, they're the most, they're my new best friends. I love them. I can't wait to introduce them to Cece uh, Henderson. I think Cece Henderson. Cece Peniston. Come no, on. Henderson. Who's that? Cece. Cece. Cece Hendricks. Hendricks. Oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm just getting over whatever. I'm getting over living with Jimmy Sick. 
It wasn't easy. I'm not kidding you either, you guys. When I say sick, I couldn't walk yesterday. Every it time I put my head up, easy. I was throwing he, up everywhere. Jimmy is the sweetest, nicest guy, but when he's sick, he's the meanest motherfucker you ever met in your life. I'm he not tortured mean. Me. I didn't torture him. He tortured him. me and ran me down right I was in the bathroom throwing up, and he kept asking me if I was okay. And obviously, I'm not okay. I'm fucking throwing my brains out of Yeah, but you hours. didn't have to scream at me like a violent human being. <laughs> well, I mean, I was dying. And he yelled at me like meanness and like he wanted to kill me i'm throwing i'm vomiting i mean you had to hear him growl I so you know what i did sick as shit i went in i went in the kitchen i fixed myself a little lemonade now he made me soup you made me chicken soup yeah I, I, but the poison didn't work i put in it <laughs> yeah anyway i should have put more rat if it wasn't for ron i'd still be very sick because he got me some kind of like thing that made me stop throwing up and considering i was if throwing up for about for 10 ron, hours if it wasn't for ron you'd still be in florida with a fakakta radio show <laughs> with nobody on it that's not true that is true i can't stand which by the way we had a very good time hanging out with dean uh, i don't know did i mention that already yeah, Dean is a character. Dean's a character. We had we a great time. We discussed politics. We discussed. We went to dinner with Dean, and had a really nice time. We went to uh, where did we go? House of Blues. House with Thomas of Blues Claxton with, and with Dean. Tommy Claxton and Dean, and we had a nice evening with Dean. But we saw a lot of Dean. Probably too much of Dean, more than I needed to see. <laughs> so, Pipe Man, if you're listening. Next time, not so much, okay? Oh, no, don't say I'm that. I'm teasing. I know, but he might not know no, that. No, you can't. We had a great time I with that man. I bust Dean's chops all the time. Dean and I have a play. We play off of each other. He ranks on me. I rank on him. And we have the best time. Right, Dean? And it was very fun. So anyway, you guys, we've got to uh, we've got to call our first guest. Um, tell my escalator oh, story. Oh, wait. Tell your escalator story. Because it made my whole trip wonderful. Okay, that, this is good. I wasn't having the best time. I was exhausted. You know, we got to bed at 5.30 in the morning, up at 8. I was lacking sleep. And we were on our way to the ultimate Nam Jam. Yeah. I, I mean, I know where I was going. They just it was in the Hilton me. Hotel. They dragged me along like I was a teenager. I was like a rag doll. You know, you pull me by my collar and drag me. Anyway, we're going down the escalator. There are no, up the escalator. Up the escalator. What do I know if I'm up or down anymore? Three beautiful girls. One with white blonde hair, big eyelashes, a redhead, and a pretty brunette. Young, and beautiful... Blonde. And a blonde. Well, when they saw me, they started to scream, you're gorgeous. Oh, my God. You're so handsome. You're beautiful. And the three of them were screaming and waving at me. And all my Soho Johnny saw it and all the guys. Nino and, and Kino. And I just stood there like a star. And I said, I get the 20 year olds too, women. He's and not I, joking, you guys. There was thousands of people and everybody turned around to see what these three hot. And they weren't just like, OK, looking women. Yeah, they they were, were like super smoking hot. Like 25-year-old girls. That's because they know good stuff when they see it. And they were screaming, going hysterical from it. Um, and I like, was loving every second of it. It just was fabulous. It. Now, if I was straight, I would have got off the escalator, probably banged all three of them. But I don't do that stuff. It was very cool. He was actually hit on everywhere he went. And uh, but that was the one, the first one. That was the only one where the people were so vocal and loud about it that everybody in the whole place saw him. I felt like a star. You are a star. <laughs> All right, let's call our first guest. Oh, that that Steveler. Yes, let's call Steve. You guys, we're gonna call Steve Bluestein. That gave me the raw grapefruit. That's right. Oh, that you're eating now still. <laughs> no, my grapefruit now is for days in the sun. Look how gorgeous. I know. There you go. <gasps> Oh, see, they say you are a star. Yeah, right. Oh, Thomas Classes said all the girls at the House of Blues were flirting with you, too. 
Which That's is true. <laughs> I think they. But just that think, wasn't the same you know as like what? having I a I think scream. they like the idea that this old goat is still walking and talking, and I think they kind of. Yeah, they like, all think you're like 55 years old. Well, they don't know that you're older. Well, let's see Bluestein here. This she's so evil. Oh, she's an evil queen. Where do we get this beauty on the air? He's going to say, oh, well, that's because they all need glasses or something. Watch, Stevie will have something to say. So are you working on that now, Scotty J? I'm trying. Did he disappear? No, he's there. <laughs> okay. I think it's Stein, isn't it? <laughs> what the fuck his name is? He's my dear friend that I love. Are you kidding? Steve is my buddy. That's hilarious. I did a test Skype with him yesterday, so hopefully it'll work. Oh, she's a dumb cunt. He's testing out some douche right now. He's testing out some douche? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Tom go. Wilson. Tom Wilson just joined us. Hit your little video. There you go. Hello, Hi, hello. It's Mia. You're so good looking. Oh, look, he got a haircut. Look at you. Look, you, you got pretty yeah, for I got the a show. Haircut. For, for the show, you got pretty. Oh, Don't look your drecky self. Yeah, hold it. Hold it. I, I'll hold it like this. Wait. Don't make it bounce. I'll vomit. Stabler. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let's introduce him. What? Introduce this character. All right, everybody. We want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, comedian, hey. writer, author, Steve Bluestein. Hello and welcome to the show. And dear friend of ours. Don't forget that. That's right. And dear friend of ours. <laughs> All right, Ron, go ahead. Steve, look here, darling. That's the grapefruit. This is the oh, you grapefruit. You cut it the wrong way. No, you cut wait it a the second. Wrong way. What the fuck are you? A yeah, grapefruit? You, you did cut it. Shut the up. Wrong way. I don't care. Meanwhile, the ones it you gave like me. It looks like a vagina. <laughs> the one, the one. You, what do you know what a vagina looks like? <laughs> anyway, listen. You gave me the green ones. We couldn't eat them, so I had them out in the sun for like two weeks. This is a Steve, uh, uh, whatever his last name, Steinberg, uh, Greenberg. <laughs> Uh, it's a really a very Jewy name. So what is it, Steve? <laughs> I love Sports. you. I love you, Sports. my sweet. Now you're gonna talk to me about your prostate. <laughs> right. We can't, we can't wait. <laughs> so first on everybody. You know, wait a minute. You look so handsome today. I might fall in love with you myself. You really okay. look handsome. I showered. Oh, good! Oh, wow! And, and you shaved, and the haircut and looks got great. Hair. And, when you and, and I got an, I have a new barber. His name is Ward Wade. Ward Wade. In Any Palm relation Springs. to Robin Superman's Wayne? Ro no. no, no. Wait, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's not Ward Wade. It's Wade. Oh, I don't remember. I. It's a barber. <laughs> That's why I love you because you're as nil void as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, starting I already. Can't I Meanwhile, can't Joanne Horowitz puts in my Facebook. I mean, I'm gonna kill her when I see her. How can I see Stevie? I said, Joanne, for 900 times we have told you how to tune into the show. So I promised her I'd make Jimmy put a link on. I put a link up. Oh, you did for Joanne? Yeah. So Joanne Horowitz, if you're there, honey, forget it. You're not from today. You're an old bag like us. You don't know from anything that's computers. Don't feel bad. None of us do. But we love you anyway. And you're a very beautiful woman. Get rid of your husband. Uh, get one young. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fucking like love it. So you guys, listen. First of all, Steve, say hi to our chat room. There's there's a ton of people in the chat room. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody in the chat room. 
There you go. You guys, Steve now lives in Palm Springs. That was terrific. <laughs> Steve now lives in Palm Springs. And the last one of the last times we had him on, he was on talking about his book, Memoirs of a Nobody. Uh, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, he's a founding member of the Groundlings. Ron's like going to make a mess eating grapefruit no, here. This grapefruit is divine. It's got juice pouring out. Look at that great pink. Oh, can't wait to eat it. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's eating now just like that. All right. So oh, you guys, your, your, your fruit is delicious. Now he's got a new book called Take My Prostate, Please, that chronicles four-month journey battling prostate cancer. And uh, obviously everything has went well with it, and he's looking better than ever. Actually, you look better than I've ever seen you in all the like couple of years we've known you. You know, I, I was been oh, really? busy. Really? That's I've been busy for a couple of weeks. Did you have any Botox or Restylane shot in that kisser? <laughs> I had no? a facelift. I had a facelift in the last two weeks. Let's yeah. talk about the book for crap's sake. So don't get pushy. Don't get pushy. I I I I, uh, I I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And when I went to doctor's appointments, things that happened only to me started happening. So, so I decided that I clean them. And what happened was every day I'd come home, I'd sit down and I'd write even after the surgery. And I ended up with a book that I'm being told is very, very, very funny very, and helpful to anyone who's going through this. Because, uh, as a matter of fact, someone wrote me yesterday that said they bought the book and it took away the anxiety. Look at how they're both not interested. They took away the, uh, the anxiety of, uh, of what was coming. And that's exactly why I wanted to write the book. I'd rather hear about your sex change book. <laughs> <laughs> that's more exciting. How'd they, they sew the wang on you and whose wang was it? You're froze. Oh, he's coughing. Oh, hang on, everybody. I love Skype. Anyway. That is one hell of a still right the there, isn't it? I know. I'll there tell you, you, if you got two tin cans and some string, it would work better. <laughs> yeah. That's something Ron would say. <laughs> Remember, my mother used to wear girdles. And the best... Tubes with the girdle tubes. The tubes, the girdles came in. If you cut them in half with a string, you could hear everybody. They were the best telephones when we were kids. I wonder if yeah. kids nowadays even know about that. Hey, chat room, any of you young is. people, do you guys know about putting string in, in cans and like listening to each other like phones? We used to do that you when pull, I was you little. You pulled the, the rope tight, tight and you can hear yeah. each other. Well, you know, you know, let me tell you how poor, and I'm not making a joke, how poor I was growing up. One of my favorite toys was we'd take a plastic cup and you'd put some uh, dish liquid in it and then you'd put water in it and then you, with a spoon, you would whip it up into a foam and then you would put color, food coloring in it and you'd get a colored foam and that used to entertain us for hours. And that was like my best toy. No, no wonder you're my sugar. But no, I thought you were going to say bubbles. You were going to blow bubbles. Uh, no, you know, no, bu oh, bubbles already the rich kids had. All we had was a plastic cup and a spoon. You know what we did? <laughs> I was not poor. I was a war child, and everything they did, they gave to the Second World War. So we didn't have coal to heat the house. 
And my sister and I in the wintertime would do art on the window because it was all Jack Frost. So with our yeah. fingernail, we would make beautiful paintings and stuff. And it would stay for days because we lived in a cold, our house was a cold water house. Cold water. No hot water. Yeah. We used to have to put the spaghetti pot on the stove, boil the water, throw it in the bathtub. And we took a bath in like two inches of water. Well, the war, you know, everything, everything went to the war. We would do a contest where everybody would have to put an Alka-Seltzer in their mouth and then fill their mouth with water. Hang on, fill their mouth with water. And then you have to touch nose to nose. And the first one who can't hold it any longer and spits over the other one face, face spits the shit all over the guy's face loses. That's like how you have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'd like to I hate that's hilarious. I love it all. So hang on. Well, so let's tell us more about yeah. your book. Let's hear all about the Tell de- us something well, in your book. The details. Well, like here, here's here's an example. Uh, I, I, I call the doctor's office and I say, uh, I need to follow up appointment. She says, OK, can you come in on the second? I say, sure, I can come in on the second. Four days later, she calls me up and she says, I'm sorry he's not here on the 2nd. Can you come in on the, on the 9th? And I said, yeah, I can come in on the 9th. Five days later, she calls me back and says, I'm sorry he won't be here on the 9th. Can you come in on the 17th? And I said, wait a minute. This guy's going to be practicing medicine sometime. Can I get one of those times? And she laughed hysterically. But, you know, but that's the kind of stuff that happens only to me. So she actually called me back two more times uh, and changed the appointment two more times. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not. I said, I'm coming in. He better be there. And was he there? <laughs> I said to her, I didn't come in there for a haircut. I had surgery. I need to see the doctor. You know, so, um, boy, you two give a lot of feedback. <laughs> Are, are you <laughs> to no, give a lot of feedback? No, I'm sitting here in shock because you're so fucking boring. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that you came on my show and you're pulling this shit. In person, you are hilariously funny. What's doing with you today, Steve? Get with the funny. Well, get with the jokes. Actually, well, though, people- yeah, it's give and take. It's yes. Give and take. And you two are just it's like they were it's like I'm, I'm talking to Madame Tussauds over there. Yeah, well, I'm stunningly gorgeous. I don't have to talk to you anymore. I'm like, I'm, I'm sick. If you I'm heard how we opened the show, it happened at Nam. All the girls screaming at me, going up the elevator, escalator. Woo, woo, woo. Anyway, listen. Hold on, they want to know. Wait a minute. Of- I think not this. What what day is this? Wednesday. Not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday. I'm inviting you over for dinner. My friend Brandon Warsick is coming over. Have you? You've never met. Brandon. Okay, this isn't like an on-air conversation. Yeah, it's because it's better than the shit he was saying. <laughs> everybody everybody loves saying. to hear this, this stuff. So, let we'll me, talk later. Let me tell you how much the show has helped me with my book sales. Seven people just returned the book. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, you... Wait, 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 tell everybody the name of the book again, because there's people in the chat room oh, wait a minute. who want to know how we Before you it. even go there... Brandon, will you shut up? Never happened, baby. That's how I make my living. 
Listen, he never gave me. He All right. never gave, so the name never, of the book. Shh, wait, wait, wait. Let me just say something. He never gave me a book. Right. I never read it. So how can I talk about it? Dumb cough. That's okay. Oh, so now you tell me. Why don't you tell me after the show is over? Uh, the name of the book is Take My Prostate, Please. And it's available on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, iBook, book, and for enough money, I'll come to the house and show you my Actually, big B Claudia is in the chat room, and she buys all the books of every guest who comes on. So you're going to sell one to B Claudia because she that. loves it. Oh, that's great. So now you made enough money to go to lunch, maybe. How, what do you get for all a right. book? How much is your book? Twenty bucks. Well, twenty bucks for the for the um, paperback, and uh, nine ninety five for the Kindle, and I think twenty seven dollars for the hardcover. You know, you can make oh, more money. Oh, you really have it in a hardcover? You could make more money yeah. than that on you could make more money than that on Hollywood Boulevard in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Giving out books. No. <laughs> Giving out She said she loved your first book, that it was fabulous. Yeah, it was a good book. I don't remember it, but it was good. I read it. So are you like are you like everything good with your prostate surgery? Everything went good in your chronic. Well, you better check that cough. You may have what we had. It bronchitis. Starts, it starts with a cough, Stevie. Go to the doctor, check if you have bronchitis. Yeah. No, I'm I'm this is the end of it. Uh, what was the question? I are you oh, are you, you well? You don't know either. No, no. Are you well from the prostate cancer? Is everything okay for yes. you? Yes. Yes. Thank God they got everything because we got it very early, like within the first three months that they, you know, of discovery, uh, they got what, it. What, and, what were the uh, symptoms? There were no symptoms. So how'd you know you had prostate cancer? He froze. What kind of Wi-Fi do you have? I don't know if that's house? him or us. I hate it. I can't do this anymore. Is that him? Well, hold it. It's I'm Steve, at, guys. I'm at the. Okay. Thank Steve, you. Steve, you have lousy Wi Fi. Yeah, no, no. You know what? It's I'm on the east wing of the house. So we'll go to the I'm west wing, Mr. Trump. I'm going to the west wing where uh, I can hear. I can. Well, you mean near your router. The closer to your router, the better. Sit All on right, the router. I'm going to go to the router. Uh, although the television is on, it should be shut off. <clears throat> okay, uh, let me shut the TV off. Hold on. Isn't you guys, he has a really big house. <laughs> we were there for New Year's I don't want to say. I don't want to say this house is big, but it has a luggage department. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's baggage claim at this house. Already, though, it sounds better, so I think you're going to be better there, right. so terrific. Yeah. Okay. The only bags right. in your house are under your eyes. Oh, and, and they're not even Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> now, listen, let's get serious. How, so you had no symptoms of your prostate. Now that your prostate was taken out, you still got hard-ons. Oh, shit. That's a pretty personal question. <laughs> but everybody wants to know that. A lot of men are afraid that if you take out the prostate, you don't get a hard-on anymore. Not, They'd rather not, die. Not for, not for two years, but then it does come back with a little work. 
Okay. So for two years you don't have. Oh my God! I would kill myself. I'd have to get a dildo or something. Yeah. <laughs> do you have you a dildo? What do you mean have to get? <laughs> thank God yet we don't need. Thank God we don't need dildos in this house yet. We're okay. You know, it's still good. Italian stallion and Irish, whatever. English, Irish, whatever that dreck is. But you know, <laughs> oh, the, anyway, oh my gosh, I'm the dreck. So now tell me something wonderful. I have questions actually for okay. you. Because wait, the lighting sucks here. All right, there, that's better. All right. We uh, so I went on, I Googled you, and I don't know if this is old stuff or new stuff, but like so I saw that you had two projects. One of them's called It's So Hard to Talk with the Gun in My Mouth, and the other one's called 40 ha- 49 and a half shades of blue stein. Blue with hyphen stein. Oh, I got those yeah, blue Are those like that- that, well, the first book uh, was self-published, and then I got a publisher, and so we took that book down, and re- and my publisher didn't want to put a book out with gun in the title, so we changed it to Memoir oh, of Nobody. Why, why, oh, okay. Why is that? Because there's too much controversy about, you know, gun ownership and, I think and, it's a bunch and promoting of violence bunch and promoting suicide. Uh, I'm going to be in a movie soon. I forgot what it's called, but it's the something. <laughs> it's the angry. No, seriously, angry gun. You mean they're going to change the title of that movie? Well, maybe not, because that's a movie. This is a book. It's yeah, different. I mean, it's we're different. getting a little too. We're getting a little too retarded nowadays. Every fucking thing you say is offensive to somebody, or it's wrong, or you know what? Forty, fifty years well, ago. We all survived because all you kids are here standing on our shoulders. And we used every word we could think of. We didn't give a shit. So there. Now, listen, I have a new name for wait, you. Wait, wait, what book. does he think wait, of that? Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to hear his opinion because I'm I not do. interested. I'm not interested. I know, but I am. But I, wa- I want to tell him the title of his next book, The Last of the Whiny Jews. <laughs> you got to do it because you're always whining about something. I'm not whining. Oh, Steve, Steve, all the time. One time the doctor came in after the surgery and he said, I said, why do I feel like that? And he said, Steve, you just had major surgery. And I said to him, those two words never crossed your lips when I was in your office. Major (laughs) surgery. Do they cut you open? That happened to him, too. Yeah. Do they cut you open or go up the poop chute? No, they cut, they, I, they cut me open. You're what kidding. do you think? They do it through osmosis? Did they find an alien inside of you? <laughs> no, they found... I, when I came out of the recovery room, I said to the doctor, you didn't happen to find my garage opener, did you? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny. Now, that's funny. <laughs> no, in a he serious laughed. note, though, when you said serious procedure or whatever surgical serious surgery he had a terp done when we were in pennsylvania and they they acted like it was like no big deal and he was like fucked up for a year afterwards i had many surgeries to correct it because i couldn't where where they go up your dick and they carve you a prostate so you could piss better i can't get any more down to earth than that (laughs) and anyway they screwed up and they scarred me inside and the scarring grew and it blocked my urethra so I was not able to urinate. They put a hole in my stomach and put a pipe. And I was peeing through a pipe from my stomach. Very attractive, by the way, especially in a bathing suit, um, <clears throat> which I couldn't put on. After four or five years of many surgeries, they said to me, well, you're going to have to urinate through a glass tube. 
for the rest of your life. I said, that's what you think. We searched and searched and searched, and I found a doctor, Dr. Mitro. Anybody out there with this problem, go to Dr. Mitro. Michael Mitro. Michael in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A genius, the best doctor in the world. He said to me, Ron, I'm going to do a surgery on you where I'm going to take a piece of the inside of your cheek. I'm going to go into your penis, cut it open, put it where the scar tissue is, and let's hope it grows and leaves uh, open so you could urinate. And they rebuilt it. Well, I, 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 they rebuilt it, so I urinate like a camel, and I'm fine. Wait a minute. The, wait, wait, have, wait, I'm not, wait, I'm not wait, finished. I have a joke. You have cheek material in your... Wait, I no, told, that's his joke. That's don't, my don't. joke, you fuck. You robbed it from me. Because <laughs> I pulled this stuff on you long ago. Oh, you're like Milton Berle. You're stealing work. Anyway, let me let me hit the button. Let me hit the button. So now when I meet people, I say, you know, don't kiss me on the mouth because I have a cold. I unzip my pants. I say, here, kiss me on my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Stevie. You blew the, I had you, a different punchline. Okay, let me hit your punchline. My punchline was, which means you can now suck your own dick. <laughs> how's, how's that? I could do that oh. anyway. I'm so big. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> not really. Not really. Just kidding, 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 folks. Anyway, so, Stevie. So evidently, this is the dinner show we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, Stevie, I did this for 48 years, please. It's like all that. I don't think I know how to talk normal anymore. People say to me, are you always wisecracking? I said, am I? I don't yeah, even right. know. You know me. My general you know, conversation's funny. You're, you're, you guys have been on more red carpets. I think they should just run the red carpet through your living room and save you the drive into L.A. Hey, we got another one Friday. We have another one Friday and then a I couple know, more. I that's what I'm saying. Then we're going to the Oscars. We have that red carpet to do, which is a biggie. And we dress nice for that. Last year we went to an Oscar party. It was horrible. This year, the Oscar party is good because it's by, grab this, you ready? Don't yeah. pee yourself. Susie Wong. Sue Wong. Susie Wong. Sue Wong. Sue Wong, the designer, is throwing the party. Remember you years ago when we used yeah. to kid around about Susie Wong and Mei Ling? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> anyway, she's a fabulous designer. Now I understand that the Oscars will not have meat served. <clears throat> No, no events can any, can serve meat anymore. So I'm hoping she's going to serve Chinese food. I still have leftover from New Year's. No. <laughs> Actually, right. that Chinese food was good at your house at New Year's. Throw it out. It's bad by now. No, he's no I, put it, I put it in the freezer. Oh, no, I won't eat that. So what are you going to serve it next New Year's? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll save it next New Year's. You know, we, we don't uh, throw anything out here at this house. I know that. But, you know, we, we are so busy, we don't have time. I wish I could see more of you. I really do. Now that you're living in Palm Springs, we're supposed to hang out, remember? We don't hang out. I saw more of you in L.A. <laughs> well, I, that's because I don't live in Palm Springs. I live in Ranch, Rancho Mirage. But that's the next town over. Don't get smart. I know. It's the next town. Yeah, I, I, yeah but you're always gone, you know. I know so. that. And we're going again. I may be on a shoot for three weeks in Atlanta. I have to grow a beard for a movie. I look like crap with a beard. I look like an old man that escaped a mentally ill nursing home with a beard. That's what you look like right now. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. good. Thank you. Well, so I, wait, go back. What I is, feel that way right What now. is 49 and a Half Shades of Bluestein? That's another book that is being rewritten even as we speak right now. 
and uh, hopefully it will be released next year sometime. Okay, so then you're going to have three books. Well, I'll have uh, three books, yes. The last one right now that's available to the public is Take My Prostate, Please. Available on <laughs> Amazon, Amazon iBooks. There you go. That's the, the best place to go. Wait, so if you have five books out, you might make two or three hundred bucks. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I haven't even made back the, the editing costs on the books. It you know why? Because why? this is the only show I can get on. That's, that's why. <laughs> that's because you don't have a public relations man, a PR man, because you're too cheap. That's it's right. hard to sell. Yeah. It's very hard to sell books. It's just hard. Now you, you need, tell me. You, you know, need to be I'm, everywhere. Well, you already wrote the first one before I ever met you. Let me tell you well, something. Jimmy's my PR man. I am on... A very big magazine, Jimmy and I are being interviewed, plus I'm on, on the cover of another magazine with just my interview. That's how you get work, because people right, read. Hold it. How, how much is it a month, Jimmy? Can't do that. Can't do that on the air. Oh, First of all, because right. you won't pay what everybody else pays. No, we'll, you'll, <laughs> he'll do it for you for like twenty nine ninety nine yeah, right. plus blue chip stamps. Plus the, Remember Rory right, Coupon? Remember Rawley cigarettes, the coupons? Of course. If you have 3,000 Rawley coupons. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. Now they do it it with points on your cards. Yes, but seriously, I'm not not lying to you, and Jimmy certainly doesn't need your money. It's because you're our friend. But without PR, you're dead. Absolutely dead. We have friends. I can't mention who they are, but you've met them, and you know them, and I love them to pieces. my, My special friends... That said to me, since I'm with Jimmy, it's amazing how I'm getting work. Can I say it? No, I can't say it. But this gorgeous girl who you've met, who I'm crazy about, is now again back in fucking Europe. She was in Chicago doing a film. She went to Miami to do a film, and now she's in Europe. She ha- she was in Europe six months ago in Italy doing a film. I mean, she works continuously because of PR. I also got her IMDb number from yeah. all the press went from yeah. like 18,000 to like under a hundred. I mean, I, I can I can interview you. I can interview you for free. I can interview because I write for celebrities. No, you can't, right? You can't interview for free. I can't. No. You, even though it's my best friend. You, are you gonna like do the transcription? Because I'm not like no, celebrity cafe. He's out. a writer. He'll do the transcription. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can I'll get you on transcript. Celebrity Cafe, and I can get you in Hollywood. What is it? You can't get him in Celebrity Cafe. You can get him in Hollywood Digest. I can get you in Cafe. Hollywood Digest, the number one red magazine in the whole fucking Southern California. In the world. It's one but of you're going to have ones. to do the transcript because I'm not paying that 350 or whatever. I'll do the transcript. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll interview you. Right. I'm allowed. I write for them. for Holly. What's it called? Hollywood, Hollywood Digest. Digest. Me, me, matter of fact, I... I have so many people that that are support. I have a line of people I'm interviewing on Hollywood Digest, big stars too. Um, I, I don't do it anymore because I'm busy. I'm running like a crazy man. I don't like him doing it because I have to do the transcription and I'm too busy to do it. You know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll I'll do the transcription. You know, this it's like I'm not being interviewed. It's like I'm watching you do. It's like Darling, watching, where the fuck have you been? We, we are not an interview We're show. A conversation show. A, I tell everybody before they come on, make believe you're in Brooklyn in my kitchen having Entenmann's crumb cake and coffee. And we're talking. 
That's what Let's our show is. Let's talk about your stand-up. Let's our talk show, about your stand-up a little bit. Our show is a Yenta show. We sit here and we bullshit about whatever pops in our head. We're not going to do a half an hour of all about your club dates and stuff. People turn off. Let me tell you something, Stephen. Listen to me. Look me in the eyes. You ready? This is the third time that we are number fucking one. What no, are we? fourth. Top hundred. We're in the top hundred for the fourth time in a row. On High Heart, High Heart Podcast. All right. Top 100 out of 750,000 shows. Do you cut your nose hairs? You don't have any nose hairs. I, you as cut, a matter of fact, I cut them this morning. Looks good. You don't have any nose hairs. I have to cut yeah. mine. Do you have ear hairs? What? I, hair? Usually I can put... I can put beads on my nose hairs, you know. So <laughs> now that's funny. Now I that, have them corn. I have it cornrowed. That's funny. That's worth having you on the show. That left you just saved your ass. <laughs> is, are you still doing? Is, are you doing stand up? Like, are people booking you to do yeah, stand up? Pay, pay him. He'll stand up no, on his well, head. Well, here's the thing. No one is booking me because uh, no one knows you're alive. That's exactly right. And, um, but you know, if I, if someone would book me, but it would, it has to be a good venue. I'm not working in some Italian restaurant while they're serving pizza. You know, (laughs) I, 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 I need to work in a professional setting, like a casino or something. That's where I, that's where I, I do the best. Okay. Um, So tell us who, who are some of the people you opened for? All right, you ready? Uh, Donna Summer, Barry Manilow, Melissa Manchester, Kenny Loggins, uh, Frankie Valley, uh, Seals and Croft, um, 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 uh, Shana Na, uh, Lola Falana. Uh, Is that a real person? Yes, <laughs> okay. Lola Falana. Lola Falana was fabulous. Lola Falana, she was, she was amazing. Rita Moreno. Uh, Frankie Valley, uh, Frankie Avalon. Uh, oh, you like Gold. Rita Moreno, right? That's a good one, Rita Moreno. He I likes love that. Rita. I've met her oh. years ago. I met her with uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Cat. Uh, my oh, I shouldn't be working anymore. I'm really burnt. I, I, I read though. I read that Steven Spielberg though is remaking West Side Story and Rita, Rita which is Moreno's going to be, be a it. sin because it's going to be diversity and all political and all about bullshit. Hey, baby, it was about white folk and Puerto Ricans in New York City. Bottom line, you can't doctor that one up. Maybe they'll keep I, it. And that's what I'm talking. Cheetah Rivera. Oh, I love Cheetah Rivera. You know, I'm going to have to call Cheetah. I bet you she'd come on our show. You know, she's delicious. I, I only know Cheetah I don't Rivera know like. is one of the sweetest, nicest women in the world. She loves the gays. Oh, she loves the boys. There's nothing Wait, she you're do. gay? No, you are. I'm straight <laughs> as a stick. You also wrote for like the brain. I heard you impersonate Jane Russell for years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, you also I wrote guess. the Brady Bunch Comedy Hour or something, right? The, the Brady Bunch Variety Hour. Yeah. Variety Hour. And what voted, else? voted fourth worst television show in the history of television. And I said to the other writers, we are such losers. We can't even be the worst television show. We have to be the, be the fourth, fourth worst. worst. <laughs> oh, did you win a Razzie for that? Did you guys get a Razzie or you weren't bad no, enough? No, but we got... We got an Emmy nom nomination, but uh, we didn't win. But it was, you know, it was hilarious. And I, the the good thing about that is I got to meet all the Bradys and Florence Henderson. 
Florence Henderson and I were both managed by uh, the same manager. And uh, that's basically how I got the show. And I got to be friends with Florence. And I was friends with Florence until she died. And, of course, Bruce for lunch. Bruce and I have still been friends. friends. <laughs> yeah, still friends to this day. I love that man. He is so funny and so brilliant. He is so brilliant. I, I get I get intimidated when I'm around him because he knows everything about everything. He's good friends with Eileen Shapiro and Sandra oh, really? Bern and Sandra Bernhardt. I think we're going to have Sandra Bernhardt on our show. <clears throat> Do you know who Sandra uh, Bernhardt she, is? Of of course. I was at Ever the comedy with store her? when she, I I was at the comedy store when she first came to the comedy store, and this is the truth. You know, it was all stand up, stand up, stand up, and then. Sandra come on with her own different brand of of comedy and the audiences would look at her like what the fuck is this you know then she got the movie right she got the movie and the next time she came to the comedy store they were screaming they were screaming out all she needed <coughs> was for the public to understand what she was doing and which then was difficult she, which was difficult because she was doing something completely different than everybody else yeah, but she's and, today. Her stuff yeah. today can play. She was well, before she, her time. Way before her time. Right. And she is the person who created the phrase fashion police. I heard her say that on stage in 1973. And, of course, Joan Rivers' show took it. And, yeah. you know, and, and so, but it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, who are we talking about? Sandra. <laughs> oh, I love it. Sandra it was Bernhard. Sandra Bernhardt. I've, I've never met her. I, I've never lovely. met her. She's lovely. But, you know, I'd like to meet her. It would be fun. But I tried to work at the comedy club in 1960, whenever it first opened in New York, not here in California. What was it called on Third Avenue in New York? What's his name used to run it? Uh, the guy that the, the, improv? The, the improv on third. Remember, second or third in 50, whatever. Oh, maybe that's, uh, uh, maybe that's Catch a Rising Star. No, no, what's his name? The comedian. It was named after him. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfields. And they said, no, I'm sorry, we don't do drag acts. So I, I never could work at Roger Dangerfield. I mean, I worked all over the neighborhood. Just I, I worked four blocks away. Did you work with Rodney Dangerfield ever? Yeah, I, I, I didn't <clears throat> work with him, but I, I hung out with him at the comedy store. That's very cool. Yeah, it's, he, was very, he was a great guy. I mean, I, I hung out with all Very mafia-connected. And that club was backed by, I don't know who, there's no such thing as a mafia, but anyway, uh, that club was backed by... Um, there was a, no such thing like the mafia. No, <laughs> laundered money or something. Anyway, <clears throat> the Brooklyn, or not even Brooklyn, the guys in those days didn't think drag was funny, and they wouldn't have it in their club. Now well, they wish I they to, had... I, I lived around the corner. I lived at 58th. Between second and third. Did you ever work uh, at the townhouse? No, I didn't work do stand up in New York. I started stand up in Los Angeles in uh, at the Comedy Store. But when you lived in New York, you were right around the corner from the townhouse gay bar. Did you ever see me work there? I was there. No, I, I never went in there. Ever. I worked there for two or three years. Because he's not really gay. <laughs> Who's not Who gay? Is, <laughs> Who is, oh, I didn't know uh, that. Where oh, is the uh, where is the uh, the townhouse? 
What's 50, three? 58 between second and third. You're kidding. On the south side. I lived on 58 between second and third. No, they were not 58. I'm sorry, not 58. So 53rd Street. No, no, oh. what do you mean? 57th Street, 50, yeah, 58, because 58 between second and third on the south side of the street. Wow, that's amazing. Because I lived on. Remember, there was a restaurant there called the Townhouse Restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then there was, before that, it was called the Regency East, or we called the recently deceased. Because (laughs) there were were all a bunch of 100-year-old queens in there and hustler, young guys trying to get money out of the old queens. So they called it recently deceased. Anyway, Paul Coluccio and Bob DiBenedittis, my good friends, bought that place and turned it into the townhouse restaurant. Now, Paul had seen me working in various clubs, never gay clubs, always straight clubs. And he said to me, would you come to my club when it opens and give us a show? And I said, Paul, for you, I do anything. Wonderful sweetheart of a guy. And I did. And I was such a hit. They kept bringing me back for every holiday. I did the Mother's Day show in a, in a very skimpy outfit and with black balloons all over. And I sang M is for the <laughs> busted a balloon. I did a strip. It was all totally gay fun. Wonderful. And I never got paid, but I didn't care because I did it for my friend. But the drinks were oh, free forever. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. I wonder what, what is happened this, to Paul. Huh? What What has this got to do with my book? <laughs> Nothing. But we do. You know, we're not going to do that. You can't be that I, way. I'm joking. I'm I know that, but I'm warning you. If If people are interviewing and you keep doing that, you're controlling the interview. They don't fucking like that. Let them oh, be really? the ones to bring you down the garden path. Now, your uh-huh. book about the prostate, we're so interested in the prostate. All the women out there are worried about their prostate. Well, no, they're worried for their husbands. No, they're not. They're waiting for their husbands to die so they can get a young, gorgeous guy and get a good fuck for a change. <laughs> Trust me, <clears throat> when you're with the old bags, you know, you're married to a guy 30, 40 years, you're lucky he, he can find it to pee, let alone to screw you. Not me. I'm an exception to the rule. Of course. I'm Superman. <laughs> so wait, let's tell everybody though, anyway, because we don't have a lot of time. So take my prostate, please. Uh, is is the the newest book by Steve Bluestein, you guys? B L U E S T E I N. I know if you just type that into Google, it pops up everywhere. But you go to Amazon, you can get it in three versions. It's got a Kindle version, a paperback, and a hardback. Is that all yep. correct? How about a yeah, uh, and a Nook, and, you know. And it's a Barnes and Noble. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And don't get bitchy with me, Triz Face. We have almost almost five million people right now coming into this show. Not right now, but well, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> they, they have to see it when it's, it's syndicated. If you don't sell a couple of hundred books, it's because you stink, not because. Nah, of books are very hard to sell. I had a I, I had know. a book that I did. A, on Am- Listen, I had a book I did on Amazon, and it and it was number one on Amazon because I gave it away for free, just to like do you know do that thing that you can do to make it number one. So it went to number one on Amazon. But in the like two years I had it up, it only sold six hundred copies, and my book was cheap. It was only like ten nine bucks or something, uh, and it only sold six hundred copies. And so like books are hard to sell. That's why yeah. they say to me. 
Books are, but you're supposed to write the books to open up opportunities to do other That's things. All. But people say right. to me, Ron, Ron, when are you going to write a book about all the people you know in the business and your life? And I said, for what? You can't sell a book anymore. I'd rather do it in stand-up. I'd rather tour it. Well, I don't think I could tour anymore, but I'd rather do it, uh, specific wonderful gigs. Yeah, like you should use them to be getting big. That's take, what you should do. Take my prostate please yeah. tour. Don't do don't do the book. Listen to me. Don't don't do the book. Take from the book the funniest stories. Go back on stage. Do 15 minutes of that, you'll make money because nobody wa people today are stupid. Don't you get it? They're illiterate. They don't know how to read. They can't read script. They can only read print and it has to be on a computer. If it's on paper, they say, well, what's they can that? do that. They can get no, it they say, computer. what's paper? What's paperback? What does that mean? Paperback? They have no idea what paper is. That's why he gets it on Kindle though. So that's no point biggie. So if you toured with this book, but not the book, but you know, Renee, the content of the wait, book. you know, you know, Renee Taylor. Yeah. You know, you know who she is. I love her. Yes. She's a friend of mine. I went to see Renee when she came to Pennsylvania, and I saw her reading her book on the stage. And we were peeing ourselves because she's an extremely funny lady. I mean, very Jewish, very Brooklyn, very my kind of person. You know, I love people like that. She's a real yenta. And the way she talked about the book, hilarious. Not only did she get paid for that, she had about 350 people in that theater. But she sold a million books right there off the shelf. She was yelling, buy my book, buy my book. There's more in it than I told you. Buy my book. That's what you got to do. You need to get a you need to get a manager. Plus, you can sell them. Well, you can sell the books though if you're doing stand up, and then after your stand up, you sell the books. That's, that's what all I just on. said, brain dead. I, I know. We, I, I sell that. millions at an event. I, I I couldn't do that. No. I couldn't. No, I could just. I, you're I, too high I just, class. Yes, exactly. I just couldn't oh, please. do it. Please. You're an actor. You're I, a comedian. You're, you're, you're dirt like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we guys, do anything for a gig. <laughs> so listen up, you guys. While, while Steve's, Steve's not on tour right now promoting his book, you can still get both of his books, Memoirs of a Nobody and Take My Prostate, Please. Um, I did not read Take My Prostate, Please, but Memoirs of a Nobody is hilarious. One. Cheapo, cheapo. Wait, wait. Memoirs of a Nobody is hilarious, you guys. Get both of the books. Uh, it's a great read. Um, you'll enjoy them. Go to Amazon.com. Wait a second. Plug it in. Let me tell you something about memoirs. That book is bittersweet. I felt terrible at pa pa passages. There were parts of the book I felt so sorry for him. There were parts of the book where I really just liked his mother to the point where I was embarrassed. Then there are hilarious things. There's there's comedy and tragedy. And that, Stevie, yeah. Stevie brought that out. In his tragic life, which it was quite tragic, there was a great deal of comedy. So if you like that sort of black comedy, buy the book. It's a very funny, funny book. That one I can well, vouch the for. The thing is that the new book, Take My Prostate, Please, has the same tone. It's very, very funny and very touching as well. That's what people are telling yeah, me. And it already has 18 five stars on, on uh, Amazon. Five that's star good. Reviews. That's very yeah, good. But that book, the, first, the first book, it's about your youth and your mother and stuff. And you were so open and honest about everything you wrote. 
it was uh, like a confessional. I mean, I can't believe it, but I love the first book. The second book, I asked El Cheapo, how come we didn't get one? He said, because he doesn't get them either. I have to buy it. I'll be damned if I'll buy a book and push it. Frig him. <laughs> All right. I'll buy you a book and send no, it to No, don't you buy me a book. Them. I'm not going to give you money for it. I want it for free. <laughs> no. I'll he buy said, it. Buy it. No, I don't want it to. But do you have a book that, that you can loan me? I'll read it and then give it back. I don't even have my own book. I can't believe yeah. you don't have copies of your own book. They uh, don't give me any. Well, why don't you buy some? This way you could. But you're supposed to be them. able to buy them at a cheap price because I have a book yeah. that's out now and I, and then, I got and copies of the cheap price. And then give them to talk show. Steve, we have to talk when you come here. We must right. educate right. you on how to make money. I mean, I don't. Every Jew I know was rich and they make money. You, I don't know where you came from. Well, he lives in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, but we know how we got that. Bank, bank, holding up banks and stuff and selling drugs yeah. and prostitution. He's in all that shit. But, um, no, so you know what? You know how I got it? I got it by every time I worked, instead of, can't you get a glass for crap's sakes? Jesus Christ. We are um, a very down to earth show. Yo, do you He's go eating in the a toilet and drink in the bathroom and drink out of the toilet. So, Actually, I filled um, it. I finished the drink. We're in the gonna glass. wait for you to do that and then film it. So, now, uh, wait. Let him finish. Every time, every, every time I worked, instead of taking my money and buying drugs and going gambling, I invested everything I ever got, and so that's how I'm able to live. Good for you. That was that, smart. That, yeah. That's everybody. That's smart. But unfortunately, and I regret, I moved around so much. I owned a house on Spalding Drive in Beverly Hills. I paid $146,000 for it 40 years ago. Today, it's worth about $4.5 So had I stayed in that house, I would be $4.5 million rich today. Also insane. No, no, no. My my home was was a rental. I had a rental apartment I used downstairs. We lived upstairs. It was one of those old 1926... A hacienda kind of buildings. Yeah, you can't yeah. miss right, ac- right across Tony Trugman, right across from Rita Hayworth. Excuse me. She lived across the street. So anyway, you guys listen, because we've got to go. So you guys listen up. First of all, Steve Bluestein, he's on Twitter and Instagram under Steve Bluestein. It's S-T-E-V-E-B-L-U-E-S-T-E-I-N. Follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Get the books on Amazon, Memoirs of a Nobody, and Take My Prostate, Please. And we got to go because we got another guest we got to call. All right, let's talk after on the phone or something. All we'll right, sp- we'll talk later. Smoke, smoke, and, and send love to, love to Ben. Yes, All say right. hi to my buddy Ben. All right, feel okay. better. Bye, Bye you guys. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye, babe. Mm-hmm. He's one of my dearest friends in the world. I love Stephen. He's a cool guy. He's an honest, down-to-earth guy. He don't pull shit. He's a friend you can trust. Oh, my God. Super nice look. guy. You know what? I, I crashed. Since we got back from them, I crashed. Crashed what? My face. I'm old and wrinkled. Oh, my God. Fluff oh. your hair up. I need sleep. No, fluff this part up. There you go. I need sleep. Jimmy, I have <sighs> no sleep. You know what, folks? If you don't sleep, you look like shit. I got to tell you something. You got to sleep. Sleep is the most important thing. And I don't sleep. I'm I'm working all the time. So we got to do a quick commercial. And if you're going to eat some of that, do it before we call because I don't want to do it while we're on No, the air. when the chef is on, I'm going <clears> to <throat> ask him for some grapefruit recipes now that I have all of Steve Bluestein's grapefruits. And he gave us a bucket full. <clears throat> he has oh a grapefruit gosh. tree in his house. 
I'm not in his house, in his garden. So you guys listen up. You can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell at our home station, W4CY, with Danielle and Scotty J. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, iTunes, Breaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. And on television, we're on... Ah, I'm sorry. On television, we're on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, YouTube, and soon we'll be on Amazon Prime. If you have a frog in your throat, <clears throat> eat Italian bread. It, no, also, like, it also removes pubic hairs. I'm just like sickly. If ever you get a pubic hair caught in your throat, eat a piece of Italian bread. I'm just kind of sickly. What can I tell you? Um, and then... Uh, Did you drink orange soda from my bottle? No. This is an orange soda. Oh, no. I thought he said you were drinking my... I'm drinking out of this bottle. Oh, okay. So I don't want to get you a syphilis from your bottle. No, I, don't, I don't take orange soda because it's diet. Because it's diet. All right. So, Scotty J. Yep. Um, do we have Ryan Rondino? Do you, do you see if he's on? It's a, like three minutes early, but I thought we would call him. Yep. All right. Let's give him a call. Everybody, now we're going to call celebrity chef Ryan Rondino. I, I don't know if we've ever had a celebrity chef before on the show, have Absolutely we? Absolutely. Oh, no. Kim Namoli. Kim Namoli. The, the, what is she called, chef? The, uh, oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, my God. Yeah. About 24 million for somebody, and she was cooking, and we did a show, and she did a fabulous recipe. You can see it. Go to Kim Namoli. Where is she? Oh, I don't know. That's an echo. Just, just I, I look for Kim. Oh, that's his echo. <laughs> look for Kim Namoli. Hey, Ryan. Okay, yeah, hey. now we don't hear. Wait, and get her. What is that fish that's called with a T? I don't know. Don't worry. Tilapia. Tilapia. Tilapia recipe. Hang on a second. Let's see. Hold on. Is it possible to make you a little bit lighter without the sun coming in too much? What a racist remark. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I want to be able to see him good. <laughs> what we want a light on top. We want to like show you really like how good looking you are. Let's turn on some lights. Here you go. There's, Let's see. There no, he goes. We want you white and blue-eyed and blonde. <laughs> there we go. Now we, we just want to be able to see you. Right. That's all. Cause it's like dark. No, nah, we still can't see him. Uh, that's a little bit better. Well, not what, really. what happens if you open up the blind a little bit? Like turn the thing nah, on the blind. Uh, Would it be too much sun? No. Nah. Half, half of him will be light. Yeah, there you go. Oh, no. Go back to the way you had it. It was good. Yeah. Right there. No, a little bit oh, more. Oh, what, why can't you open up? You got gum. You afraid of guns? <laughs> <laughs> you think somebody's out to kill you because you gave a lousy? No, no. Now it's thing? worse. It was good a second ago. Open it. Open it. Just open it, and then we'll close it. You don't want to open it because there they, you go. No, now we can see him. Now, now we can that's see him. There good. you go. Leave that's it good. Alone. Leave it like that. Leave it like that. Leave it. That way we can see you. All, All right. right. So. There you go. Now we got it. We're very crazy. All right, now on say show. So, yeah, we're so crazy. So get ready for fun. Um, so so uh, <laughs> uh, say say something real quick to make sure everybody can hear you. Say something real quick to make sure everybody can hear you. There you That's go. Good. All right, all right, everybody. Starting off on the right foot. Wait, wait. What is that though? Why do we have that echo? Because he has the volume on his uh, laptop. Turn the volume off on your laptop. He can't turn it off because then he can't hear. Oh. Scotty, what does he have to do? Now I don't hear it. A headset no. would be helpful. Earbuds, a headset, or something. Uh, say something now, Ryan. Let me see if uh, we can hear you. Can, can you hear me? 
Yeah. Now, can you hear me? Oh, good. It's not echoing. We had an echo before. Before we get started, give me a grapefruit no, no, We had to recipe. introduce them to everybody. No, but wait a second. Just shut up for a minute. You talk so <laughs> What am I going to do? I want you to think about this. That's why I'm telling you now. My mm. friend Stephen, who came on before, gave me like 12 grapefruit. I need a grapefruit something. So think about it. When we come back, you'll tell me what to do. Hey, it goes well with tuna. No way. Way. Grapefruit and tuna? Grapefruit and tuna. All right, so hold on. Let's I do a real thing now. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented superstar celebrity chef, Ryan Rondino. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let me uh, introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, baby. Tuna? What do I do with this? I sprinkle, I squeeze the uh, juice over the tuna? You could squeeze the juice and make a uh, vinaigrette and just uh, toss it like a Rosh Hashimi tuna. And, uh, what is Rosh I have no idea what you're talking about. Rosh Hashimi, sounds Jewish. Rosh Hashimi tuna? Uh, Shishimi tuna, uh, Shishimi style. Shishimi. Uh, Even I've heard of that. I have never. It's I Japanese. Shishini? Well, I don't Shishimi. speak Japanese. I'm lucky I speak English. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. People don't understand. Hey, I, I, I hear the accent. I hear it. <laughs> I know. So now you want me to talk Japanese? They really never understand. So Rashishini grapefruit. Squeeze no, uh, it. Uh, squeeze uh, it I eat tuna. So squeeze uh, it. I'm going to do that. I bet you it's delicious. You don't think, Jimmy? Why I don't, you I don't eat it. I don't eat tuna, so I'm not going to be able to I don't eat fish. I don't eat fish. I only eat tuna. You only eat tuna, no fish. The only fish I eat, I I, I won't eat. I, I hate fish. So hold on, we got to introduce him to the rest of the crew. So we've also some people that you can hear but you can't see. We have Danielle at the W4CY Studios in Florida. Danielle, say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Then we've got uh, the man, uh, our man Scotty J. He's in Philadelphia. Scotty J, say hello. Yo, Ryan, I love me some grapefruit and tuna. Hey, why not, right? <laughs> yep. Then we have a chat room with like almost every country represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everyone. And no, one one person. Wait a in minute. Wait, a correction. You know what, Gene? I said to Gene, we're in 178 countries. Gene said, no, we're in every country all over the world. I know, but there are only 178 countries. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> we're in 178 <laughs> countries. So right now, everybody all over the world. Is going to watch you or watch you in so, syndication. So let me ask Wait you. Wait a minute. Stop it. So what do you what what have you got to tell the world? Wait a second, because I want to like go over something real quick that we're going to lose. I'll let you do it. I'm gonna, I it's just going to pass. Okay. It, it has to do with the grapefruit conversation. Okay, grapefruit. Uh, so Dave Hughes is in the UK, and he said, "Try poached salmon with pink grapefruit and basil sauce. Is that good or is that shitty?" No, that's that's a good combination. There you go. Good way to go, Dave. So there, you could try poached salmon with uh, the grapefruit. Now, do you think for one minute I remember what I was going to say? <laughs> I'm, go I'm going to be 80 years old in May. He forgets. I'm an old goat. I don't remember jack shit. Now, listen, uh, do you cook Italian? I, lo I love Italian food. What, what, I'm Italian. I cook Italian also. So let's have a duel and see who's got a better sauce. All right? Okay. What do you put in your sauce? What sauce are you talking about? A red tomato sauce. Uh, of course, tomatoes. Tomatoes, of course. Uh, tomatoes, onions, garlic. Uh, I like bay leaves in there. I like basil. I like thyme. 
um, you know, some crushed, crushed tomatoes and just, just let it go. Did you say Bailey's or basil? No, uh, Bailey's. Okay. Oh, bay leaves. Okay, gotcha. I, I do, I do, <laughs> I do tomatoes pureed with mm -hmm. gar with garlic, basil, and um, a bay leaf, and I forgot what else. Oh, carrots. I chop up carrots yeah, and celery can. and onions. So you, carrots, you make almost a, got, uh, it takes the acid out of it. If you do almost carrots, a um, uh, bolognese style. Right. So if yeah. you put carrots in it for those of you out there if you yes. find you got, you get agita from the tomatoes chop carrots uh for some reason what, why is that the, the the carrots absorb the acid is that what happens that's correct it kind of balances balances it out with the earthiness right. so uh, balance the sauce out right now how do, how do you make your lasagna that's a bitch everybody keeps asking me how come your lasagna is packed i have a secret is your lasagna packed that sounds, hey, packed. That, sounds, that sounds that sounds that's like sounds nasty. Hey, did you, you have a packed lasagna? Wow. Uh, <laughs> a beef beef pork and veal. What's and, your uh, secret uh, to he not just said beef pork and veal? No, no, no. What's your secret to not having a watery, runny, sloppy lasagna? A lot of people do. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, make sure you you cook the uh. I, I like to cook the moisture out. Uh, not all the way out, but enough to really sustain that there's no moisture throughout the uh, lasagna when you bake it. What causes the water, folks, is the water in the ricotta. Yes. So what you got to do is get a cheesecloth, throw your ricotta in the cheesecloth, twine it around, squeeze it, get all the milky water out of it. Then you'll have dry ricotta and you stack it and pack it in your lasagna. Make sure when you take your noodles out of the water, you dry them. I do. I dry them. I let them air dry so uh -huh. my noodles are dry. That's why I don't have a sloppy lasagna. So let oh, me talk. Let, let me, let's brag a little bit for Ryan. First of all, you guys, you can follow Ryan on Twitter and Instagram. He's, at, he's Chef Ryan Rondino, C-H-E-F-R-Y-A-N-R-O-N-D-E-N-O. Uh, you can check out his website. It's rondinoculinarydesigns.com. I'm going to say it one more time. rondinoculinarydesigns.com. Uh, he specializes in French, Italian, and regional American cuisine. You're from Louisiana, right? Born and raised. So you do a lot of Cajun and stuff like that, too? They cook uh, down there. A lot of Cajun Creole? Yeah. Yeah. They can cook down there. I've eaten down there. Some of the best restaurants are in uh, Louisiana. So yes, he sir. also has a book, you guys. It's called Spice It Up, Rub It Down, 30 Flavorful Recipes Made Easy. And uh, that's the title of the book. And I Googled it, and it was featured on MarthaStewart.com. I don't know how you worked that one out, but congratulations, because that's a oh. big deal when oh, Martha Stewart you. people see your book. Uh, <laughs> well, she thinks she's the best cook in the world, you know. So <laughs> He's also, you guys, he's a, he's been the celebrity chef for Sean Combs. That's P. Diddy, if anybody doesn't know his like real name is Sean Combs. Ben Affleck, Will Smith, orchestra conductor Gustavo Dudamel. I have to say, I don't know who that one is. And Tyrese, which I know Tyrese. I met him on the set of... Uh, too Fast, Too Furious. Yes. Uh, so he's worked with a lot of A-list big people. And so we actually met uh, We actually met him. Um, he did He did all the hors d'oeuvres at that Dean Cain event that we went to and met Dean Cain. Oh, now listen, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. I hate phony shit. I'm not like that. We go to these affairs, you could puke. 
Uh-huh. I mean, we went to a Oscar party. If, if I wish I had a camera to take a picture of what they served, a piece of like look like a rat, and then next to it was some <laughs> no, it was some other shit look like a rat. Look like the rat threw up, and they put it next to the rat. I got to your place, and I I swear to God, I'm not lying. I said to Jimmy, I can't believe it. Delicious. I met you. Do you remember me, the crazy yeah, guy? Right here? Yeah, when I, when I came and I, I think, And I think I said to you, your food is delicious. You're Never right. in my life have I been to an affair <laughs> where the food was so good. And everything I ate was good. Oh, folks, listen to me. Listen to Ron Russell. If you're having an anything wedding major event, you do those? Yeah. Call me up. Call if me you up. don't call this guy up, your <laughs> event will suck. It'll fall <laughs> apart. It won't be good. This guy... You know what? There had to be 300 people there, right? Oh, at least. You know how hard it is to prepare food for 300 people? Most 400, at least 400. Yeah, most most caterers, (laughs) by the time they do the fifth meal, it's dead and dried out. This guy had everything gorgeous and fresh and beautiful and delicious. Everyone gets hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. So well, also then h- hire him. He's fabulous. Hire him. He's fabulous. Also then, I want to congratulate you because I saw that your picture with Dean Kane was in OK Magazine. You and Dean Kane made it into OK Magazine, which I, appreciate I thought was like super cool because I Googled yeah. you this morning to look up different things and I was like, holy shit, Ryan Rondino's in OK. You know, that's a huge man. That's like people. Dean Kane is a is a hell of a great. He was a great guy. He's so nice. He's a sweet nice guy. I wish we could afford you. I think Jimmy's throwing me a surprise 80th birthday party in May, and you could do the catering, but forget it. <laughs> We're serving rich crackers with cream cheese and an cream olive. Cream cheese and cucumbers. <laughs> no, no, rich crackers, this is called an Astoria hors d'oeuvre from Astoria, <laughs> Queens, in, in New York. It's a, it's, that's what the kids we used to have. It was a rich cracker with cream cheese and a half of olive, and that was our hors d'oeuvre. But if you didn't eat it fast, the juice from the olive made the rich cracker soggy. <laughs> I, I also saw you on Good Morning La La Land. Oh, I know Land. who you are now. now Good Morning La La Land. Wait, I know who he is now. Now I know who he is. He was on Good Morning La La Land, the Jam TV show, Atlanta Voice. And when we went to that other red carpet event, now I forgot that lady from Riverdale. Um, oh, Marisol. was right. Marisol yeah, Nichols. Yeah. You were there. Marisol, so you, um, you, didn't, you didn't cook it, that one, no, though, right? You were no, just there. No, that, yeah, that, that, food, there. that definitely was not his food. Yeah, because that food sucked. No, that was not <laughs> his food. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't have any. I mean, I think they were out in an hour, so I was like... Um, you had to get there like 3 in the afternoon. The party was at 6, because the food was gone by 3.15. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a right. joke. <laughs> I, I always eat before I go, but if you're cooking, I'm not eating before I go. I'm going to wait. Right. You got to come hungry. <laughs> That's right. Now, now, let me ask you some really good questions. Um, how and why did you think you want to be a chef? Who the hell do you think you are that you're going to cook better than everybody, which you do? But what made you think that you could be who you are? I'm, I'm from New Orleans. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? But um, no, I've always... <laughs> question answered, question answered. Yeah. I, I've, I've always loved, you know, being around food. Just, just love uh, the style, the creativity of it. And, you know, it was something that was, you know, really, I was really passionate about. So that's what drew me to the culinary arts industry. Okay. Recipes from granny or mommy or auntie like Patty uh, LaBelle. Did you ever eat Patty LaBelle's peach pie that weighs 12 pounds? It's uh, her, no. How great. You have to. I have, I have not. Well, I, I heard the, uh, what, what, the sweet potato pie. 
Um, yeah, that's a no, good one, too. No, I don't eat that one. He I doesn't eat, like that one. He I likes eat the, the peach the, and the, the peach, blueberries. The, the, the peach cobbler. Oh, my God. It weighs about eight pounds. And it was her great-grandmother's uh, recipe. Uh-huh. And it is delicious. You have to. Patty LaBelle can cook, baby. Let me Pat, tell you. Patty LaBelle can cook. Patty right. can cook. Everybody, not me. I've never been to her home. I'm dying to meet her. But uh, any one of our friends that have been to Patty's, they said, forget it. She can cook up a storm. <laughs> Which is good. Now, yeah. education, where'd you go? Um, I went to Chef John Falls Culinary Institute. I don't know, so that, that, I don't know that, that one. Do you, do you ever want to go to France or the Bon Bon, whatever it's called? Uh, Le Cordon Bleu? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's an hour outside New Orleans, so I, I wanted to really learn the um, Creole, Creole, Cajun Creole cooking, That the more that style to really invest, help advance my career. So, so I bet know. you make a delicious with the crawfish. I could vomit. Do you ever see crawfish like cockroaches? <laughs> I mean, how people can eat them on They're good. What do you mean? Oh, they <laughs> crawl out of the pot while you're cooking them. It's disgusting. I would never eat a crawfish. I went to a restaurant with him, and he saw the lobster swimming around in the tank, and I thought he was going to have a heart attack. He's like, I, I could never to, eat that after I'm watching And that I wanted to report the restaurant to the Human Society of Animals. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How cruel uh, hey. to, bo- to boil that poor animal to death. Craw- crawfish season is coming soon. You got to yeah. try some. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do I can't do the crawfish. I, I can would... do a lot of things. I can do fish fish, but, but I, I but can't do crawfish. You know what it is? Crawfish, isn't that like a, a what do you call it? Uh, that cleans up the ocean? A sca- a, what's it scavenger. called? Scavenger. Isn't that a scavenger, a scavenger. fish? Well, I mean, they refer to shrimp as scavengers also. Yeah, shrimp, so. shrimp and crab, shrimp, crab and lobster. I don't eat that shit either. Are all scavengers. Shrimp. He doesn't eat any of it. No, somebody showed He only me. eats tuna, for real. He's not joking. He doesn't oh, eat any tuna. seafood. <laughs> somebody, somebody opened up a clam. I said, what's that black stuff? They said, shit. I said, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you, and you swallow that whole thing? They say, yeah, you don't know it's shit. I said, okay. Swallow away. And they swallowed real clams. But my friend was drinking beer with it. Never drink beer with raw clams. You'll wind up in the hospital. He yeah. had a bellyache. Boy, I, what happens with beer and clams? Tell me. Most people can it's, do it's, it. Well, if the clams are not clean, yeah, you, you're running up a dangerous uh, dangerous road. Same thing with oysters. So, you know, you really have to take time to really clean them, uh, especially all, all your shellfish, crab, mussels. So, really, so kind of just prevent... Um, any, like you said, a bellyache or any other sicknesses that can happen. Because it's raw. So, you, so you wouldn't eat them unless you were clean, unless you cleaned them. You wouldn't oh, yeah. pop it open oh, and throw oh, it in your what, mouth. What's your next all, all the seafood has to be clean. What's your, next, what's your next event? Invite me so I could eat your food for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I no, swear I, to God, and I never do this. I never, never do this. I swear to you. Your food was so good. I kept eating it, and I thought to myself, "Don't do that, Ron. You look like a pig. You <laughs> look like you." you it's know. one of the only events that we didn't have to go get something to eat afterwards. Afterwards, <laughs> and I kept. Eat, and don't ask me what I ate, but you know what I loved the most? Those beautiful flowers. What the hell was that all about? They were round, gorgeous flowers with with something in them. What, what was that? Uh, no, those are all uh, edible flowers. Oh, they were real flowers? Yeah, real flowers, edible. <laughs> but they, were, they, were, they were delicious. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm talking about the hors d'oeuvre that they passed Yeah, around. this is what he's talking Those about. Those were real yeah. fucking flowers? Edible flowers. Edible flowers. Real fucking flowers. I thought they were like made from something. Delicious. <laughs> 
What made you think you could cook with flowers <laughs> and, and get away with it? It's, it's part of the earth, you know, so you got to use it up. There you go. I love that. I'm going to go out and buy a rose bush. So in the chat room, they want to know who cooks for you and do you eat it? Like, do you have certain chefs or like that you like, oh, my God, I love the, the food of this person? Uh, I, mean, I, have, I have different friends that um, different chef friends that uh, that throw down. So oh, I I'll, always I love, love the way you know, said that. That throw down. I love it. You know, what, um, what do you think of McDonald's? Um, I can only eat their fries. That's it. <laughs> I know. Well, the rest of it's fake. It's cardboard. It's cardboard. You know, it's not. You know, it's only a percentage of meat. That's all so, Jimmy eats at McDonald's. Wait, wait, no, no, wait. As a as a professional chef, do you eat at fast food restaurants at all? And if you do, which ones would, are the ones that you choose? That if you were going to have to eat something, which one would you go if, to? If, if I did eat at a uh, fast food restaurant, I still like Wendy's. Wendy's is um, okay. I like Wendy's. Um, Chick, Chick, I mean, uh, Chick, Chick Fil A. Chipotle. No, I can't eat Chick Fil A because they don't like gay people. But no. we <laughs> we eat at Chipotle. Chipotle's my favorite. I haven't had Chipotle in a long time. You know. Okay. I don't need any of that crap. I despise <laughs> I despise fast food because it's poison. And if people out there knew what they were eating, they're gonna have intestinal problems in a few years. Because your intestines have a nervous breakdown when that slime is going down. Um so I, I, I don't I even like certain them. restaurants because no? a lot well, a lot of restaurants are not using virgin olive oil or real olive oil. They mix mm-hmm. motor oil with olive oil, you know. You said I'm an old, I'm an old, I'm a Brook, yeah. I'm a Brooklyn, <laughs> I, I'm a Brooklyn Guinea. I know olive oil. I can taste it. If I go to a restaurant and they use motor oil, I can feel it on my tongue. It's ugh. Mm. So, yeah, he gets sick too when he doesn't how, when he eats. Like, now tell me, how many times have you been to Europe? Uh, I've been throughout Europe. Uh, I probably been once. Once um, I went to uh, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal. Uh, tell the truth. Day. Tell the truth. No bullshit on this show. Hey, that's that's the truth. That's the Europe, story. No, I don't mean that. Europe eats far better than America. Yeah, of course. I mean, the yeah. food there is pure, delicious, and wonderful. Why can't we do that here? Why do we have to serve poison to everybody? Well, because everyone wants things, everything's everything quickly. You know, no one wants to take time to really sit down, have a nice meal, or even if, if you're cooking at home cook a proper meal because I guess they say it takes too long. So no, it's true. It's true. Italy, you, it's a three hour lunch. Mm-hmm. They, they close every, every store closes up for three hours. At least they used to, I don't know anymore, but they close up for three hours. So you can take a nap if yeah, you want, you take a nap or go to a lovely little restaurant and have a delicious meal. Now, do you know what puttanesca is? Yes. Do you know what it means? Uh, it was, you know, back in the day when, the wise one to get the husband's horny. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Close. Putanesca is abbreviation of putana. Putana is a whore in Italian. Mm-hmm. The hookers in Italy only had 15 to 20 minutes to eat. Mm-hmm. So they had to come up with a meal that was really quick. And that's, that's what right. putanesca is. It's a fast meal. So they call it putanesca. Mm. So the can eat quickly. <laughs> right. So it's really what you're eating is a, a whore's delight. I love it. So I want. I have a question for you. Hook of food. So you guys, Ryan Rondino has a gourmet spice collection. 
of spice <laughs> rubs, and they're on Amazon if you Google it. I was Googling Wait, you to see. I got to hear what this is. Wait, I want to. That's my first question. So it's he's got three different flavors or whatever. I don't know what they were. I didn't I write have, it down. Um, I, uh, I have six flavors, so you, you oh, can, okay. They can go to my website. Okay, but I, I have a question. I don't know what the, what's that mean when it says it's a spice rub. Like, like what's a rub? Uh, I mean rub. Um, some people say rub. Some people, some people say spice blend. So okay. uh, these are just blends that are put so together. A, a like blend a, of spices wait, put together. Like if you rub it on your penis, does your partner enjoy it? <laughs> hey, if, if that floats your boat. <laughs> Of course, it's a spicy meal. <laughs> I bet nobody's ever said that to you. <laughs> I can't wait to see you. I want to see you again. I think we're going to see him Friday. Because I know that following you is that delicious food. Oh, uh, not on Friday. You're going to the 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 uh, the soiree thing, right, on Friday? Yeah, Friday evening, yes. Yeah, we're going to see him at we'll the Grammy you. party that so, we're going so to. So br bring a couple of goodies in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm sure the, the after party is going to serve shit for sure. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't know how the food is going to be, so, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, oh, we're going to eat ahead of time. Yeah, we're eating ahead of time. <laughs> trust me, trust me, trust me. So, actually, everybody, let's do a quick commercial for that. If you're in L.A. Friday, you can go to the soiree.la, T-H-E-S-O-I-R-E-E.la. It's the sixth annual pre-Grammy soiree. Uh, lots and lots of famous musicians and celebrities going to be there, including Ryan Rondino and Ron and I. Yes. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun um, for people who uh, who uh, listen to our show a lot. If you want to go, uh, you can get tickets at the soiree.la. Eugenia Kuzmina is going to be there. I um, I, and I wanna, Scott Page, a whole bunch of people. I want to ask him a question. He may not be able to answer it for reasons. How are you priced? Say like there's 50 people at a party. How do you price? Depends on what you eat. Well, I know. I'm asking him four eyes, not you. <laughs> um, now, how, it, how do you price them? On, it, it depends on the menu. Depends on if it's buffet, if it's plated, if it's pass hors d'oeuvres. So it just a lot of different. Just just pass hors d'oeuvres. Um, is it high end? Is it premium? Is it simple? High you end. Big one. High end. <laughs> Uh, you look, it could be like uh, 80 to 100 a person. How much? 80 to 100 a person. Oh, you got big balls, baby. I love it. <laughs> 80 to 100 for, so we ate all that money at that thing we went to. <laughs> I ate about $3,000 worth of food. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe what I ate. <laughs> oh my god 80 to 100 a person well, I mean, they're saying that's pretty normal though in the chat room they're saying right. if you say yeah, you know we, we can't do rich crackers with cream cheese no <laughs> 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 that, there, there, there are there are different levels to it but if it's like high end you know we go to the to, to the not, max not, let's go down the ladder not high end let's say as cheap as possible so we would say 50, 50 a person. 50 a person mm -hmm. times 50 people is how much? 2,500 bucks. 2,500 bucks. Nah, my friends ain't worth it. <laughs> 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 I'm going to serve tacos. But there won't be any olives on crackers. <laughs> no, I'm going to serve, I'm gonna serve uh, what are those things you dip in the red Mexican sauce? Oh, oh. What the uh, nachos, what, nachos, nachos and in the nachos and salsa. And salsa. <laughs> 
I like that. Actually. Now, one thing too about though, because you like all the food that you had, it had a beautiful. Dis- it was displayed Gorgeous, beautifully. Beautiful. I mean, it looked it looked like it like like you had been working on it for weeks. Now that part so was that an eighty to a hundred person? Uh, that no, that was probably like a um, probably like a fifty to a sixty. Wow, that looked great. Mm-hmm. I, I, everybody out oh, there. Oh, that was really good. So you're eighty to hundred dollar. You're hundred dollar a person. That must be some freaking really amazing Invite shit. Me for yeah, a taste. It's, it's like it's next level. Yeah, next level. <laughs> it's next level. I love next that. Next time you're doing a hundred a person, invite us and we'll critique it and we'll film it and we'll push it and I'll get to eat. But seriously, <laughs> folks, you out there for fifty bucks a head, if you want to blow that kind of money. He does a beautiful presentation and it's delicious and it looks like a hundred dollars a person. It didn't look fifty bucks to me. No way. <laughs> you can find out more about him and they can contact you on your website, right? Yes. So it's rondinoculinarydesigns.com. And you can tweet to him and Instagram with him at Chef Ryan Rondino, which you gotta get on your Twitter more, dude. You haven't been on it lately. Yeah, and no, are no, you I'm, sing- always on, I'm always on Instagram for some reason. Get him on Instagram, Wait, you are, guys. Are you single? I, I am single. <laughs> well, how old are you? I'm old. I'm probably old as you. No, no you're way. Right. No, only because I have somebody to fix you up with. <laughs> you know Cece Peniston, the singer? Cece yeah, Peniston. in the 80s. Yeah. My, yeah. Very, my very dear, dear friend. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm 40, yeah. Uh, you're, you're only 40? You're young. I mean, I thought you were actually younger no, than that. No, that's good. Cece likes him younger. <laughs> I, I'm gonna see How old do you think he is? I told him already. Oh, you told yeah, him? Yeah, I he's, think he's eighty. <laughs> he will be Not in May. Yet, I'm still young. I'll be eighty in May. I'm going to tell Cece to watch this in syndication. I'm always trying to find somebody for you. You'd be a good hookup for her. <laughs> you trying to play matchmaker? Match.com. Very, very handsome. I remember how good looking you are, and she only likes good looking guys. She's beautiful. Did you ever meet Cece? I never met her. But get I, you at I, one of the events she when she's in town. We'll so get you to meet her. She's, gorgeous. She's she is yeah. so gorgeous and a sweetie and a delight. Very dear friend of ours. So what's one of your most popular things that people like when they hire you that you make for people that, that everybody loves? Uh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I mean, because every, every menu is customized. Everything's different. Okay, so. let's say it's for like... Uh, say it's for like people like me. I'm a wasp, and I I like American food. Man, nothing, no, no, nothing, no sauces, no, uh, no, no, no sauces, no nothing. No salt, no pepper. He eats salad raw. No, I don't. No, I no, put lemon. No tuna and grapefruit. I put I put a, no. Don't worry about for me because I'm not a normal eater. I, I'm a bad eater. I happen to be an excellent cook. Okay, I've been cooking all my life because I raised my two children and I learned from my grandmother who was a, a Ginzo off the boat from Italy. So I have recipes that are really hundred years old more. Nice. I cook well. For him, I want to slip my throat. <laughs> he doesn't eat this. He only wants meat and everything. So no, I, I like put, meat. I can't help I put it. meat and everything he, he, in order. He looks to like a meat and potatoes guy. I am a meat and potatoes. I'm a total wasp. <laughs> but I I'm make a, a listen. Guy. We're from Genoa, Italy, uh-huh. and I make a pesto sauce like nobody else makes. Okay? I like pesto with with my pine nuts and my basil and my cheese and my olive. He, he has like a thing. It's this little red red thing. It chops it all up together. A little moulin red thing that chops it up. Don't uh-huh. say moulin. Uh, isn't that what it's called? <laughs> What is it called? <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. Moulinian is what the Italians call black people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what is that red thing? You told me it was a, some, what's it called? It's called, what is it called? What's the little thing that you like, like to turn, the, it's a little teeny thing and it oh, chops now everything you got up. Me now you got me thinking. You had a food processor? 
like oh Amelino, uh, oh, now he's got me doing this with the Mulanya. I can't believe it. <laughs> my, good thing you know we love black people. I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> this thing, it, it's a, what do you call it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a little, that's a little baby food processor. Chopper, food processor. There's another <laughs> name for it. It's a brand name. A Mulinary Court, or something, was it? Culinary. Uh, uh, no, uh, that's, that's a Cousinart. Good thing, good thing we're known as. Meanwhile, I want to ask you something. I just found out at this thing I went to. I spoke with a booking agent of rock stars, and she told me that they're limiting the amount of black people on the strip in Las Vegas. And if you're a black singer, you must sing with a white band. Have you heard anything about this? Or is I have this, heard nothing. You have heard nothing. Okay, we're going to no. find out if it's true because we're going to have him on our show. We met yeah. him at NAM. We I'm, were at NAM this past weekend. I'm already publicizing That's that wild. if it's true, we're going to boycott Vegas. We're going right. to do a whole, oh yeah, we're going to do a whole thing because this is not 1962 anymore. Nah. Uh, let's get over that shit, folks. So, all right. <laughs> So it's we've got we've got six minutes left. What do you what do you want to like talk about? What do you got to promote? You got anything that you want us for sure to talk about? Uh, I think my, my my next project is is I'm working on an app, working on a recipe app. You know, may, maybe put Nesco on there. Uh, who knows? <laughs> but it's got, a recipe do, app. Do you do you bake? Do, do you bake? I do bake. I can't bake for shit. I burn uh, everything. Indeed, you it's patience. You got to take your time. Oh, okay, so what are good uh, things that you make? Chocolate versus, chip cookies what, I burn. Oh, I love chocolate chip I'm, cookies. They look like hockey pucks when I'm done. No, so oh, what man. are some of your favorite things to bake and what kind of desserts? Like, let's say you were going to go do a, a party and you needed to bring a good dessert and money. Was um, what would you make? I love ice creams. I love pies. I love ice creams. I love cakes. Me too. I'm a um, cobbler's crisp. Yeah, I, need- I mean, stuff, that, stuff for a crowd, that, that works well. Um, you got. Wait, wait, what was that? Wait, wait, what was that? You just stuff on what? No, no stuff, stuff for a crowd, like desserts for a crowd. Oh, st- okay, for a crowd. Okay, gotcha. Yes, but yeah. I mean, if it's like, if it's for a party, like a uh, sit-down dinner, you know, it's composed ice creams, different style of ice creams. I love cream cheese ice cream or buttermilk ice cream. Um, things, things of that nature. So, uh, a yeah. lot, lot of different styles of cakes. When you make your chocolate mousse, you know how <laughs> I make mine. I use Italian espresso coffee in it. Not the grinds, just the coffee. So you make in, a espresso. In with, dark, in with the espresso coffee, just make, don't, as mm-hmm. I said, don't. My daughter did it once and she put the grinds in it, ruined the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, and then use the darkest chocolate you can get, which is usually the uh, Italian or French chocolate, mm-hmm. and uh, Cointreau. Yes, yeah, so you like the orange liqueur. Oh my God! Is it delicious? A lot of sugar. It's bad for you, but the but the the espresso <laughs> coffee makes it with the with the chocolate is divine. Oh, I could but, have that right now. Ooh. You, you I need. Could be, I could be a fat slob very easily. I could be a five hundred <laughs> pound horse. I, I I like to eat. I like to, like actually, your that, food. I like tasty food like your food. How do you if actually the food, do shut that? up for a minute. If the food doesn't taste <laughs> good, I don't want it. I don't want shitty food. Jimmy knows. Like, I don't want to eat just for the sake of stuffing my gut. No, I want to taste it. It's got to be delicious like your food. So how do you do that, though? So, like, how do you stay in shape with the fact that you cook, like, all this expensive, high-calorie food all day long? Because you have to taste it. You got to taste it. Work out in the gym three or four times a week. 
Okay. That look, look, look at Emerald. What happened to him? He's like three thousand pounds. He, he that, lost that, a lot of weight. He lost oh, he lost a lot in okay oh. for a while. He was really big. He was big for a while. Yeah, Emerald Gazazi. Have you Lagasse? Have Legassi. you worked with any of the any of the big chefs? Somebody in the thing wanted to know if you knew uh, who's that guy who who like yells at everybody. Oh, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, they want to know if you knew, if you've ever worked with Gordon Ramsay. Who needs a touch up all the time? I, I haven't worked. With, I worked with Emerald, but not Gordon Ramsay. Okay, Emerald's better. He has got a good I reputation. I wonder if you worked with my daughter's very dear friend, Michelle Ragusas. Michelle Ragusi. Uh, I haven't. She won on the television show Best Chef on that cook show. Top Chef. Top Chef. She, she won Best Chef. Wait, what um, what, what season? I don't know yeah. which season it was. I don't know. But, but actually, they just texted me a message because they want to come on the show. And, uh, Who, Deirdre Michelle? Wants, and Deirdre wants to come <laughs> on with her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Michelle is fabulous. She's a, a terrific gal. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if her food's as good as yours, but... I got to tell you again, and I swear to you, everybody out there, I'm not lying. I've been around Beverly Hills, New York City, and Europe. His food at that party was absolutely the best I have ever had at a gathering. Usually they throw shit at you. You know, they don't care. But his was time taken, done beautifully, served well, and so tasty and good. That is the God's honest truth. And he never lies. Like, no, I never you should, lie. Never you should be here he, when we're Brooklyn. You should yeah, hear no, when we're sitting here and he, somebody's on there and he's like, yeah, I didn't really like your food. <laughs> oh, no, no, I no, I never. No, I was raised. If you have nothing nice, say nothing at all. Right. Now, if I didn't like your food, I would have taken the whole the whole conversation to your background, your family, your sister, your aunt Tilly. You know, I would have taken it all over, but never to your food. But uh -oh. with you on this segment, I've only directed to your food because I'm thinking about it. A lot of booze they had there too. Did you see all the liquor? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh my God! There was because uh, Absolute sponsored it, so vodka was coming out of the Johnny Pump, the fire hydrants. No, it wasn't Absolute. It was that. Who? It was. Uh, we have booze on our bar. It was the uh, Banderos. No, the company that did the the celebrity stuff. Oh, Bogart. Yeah, it was the Bogart, Bogart stuff. Oh, we Bogart the, um, did it. Uh, we love Bogart. Yeah. Yeah, Bogart's booze is great. <laughs> we got a bunch it. of it for free because uh, one of the people who reps it gave and us that a bunch made of it bottles. Taste even better. Oh, wow. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we love Bogart. It's a good liquor. It was a lovely party, lovely food, beautifully One served, cool good thing food. about having a, t uh, a popular talk show is that like people give us all kinds of free shit. And Dean Kane was the highlight of that party. He was the sweetest, nicest guy in the world. And even though they paid him like 10,000 bucks to be there, he stayed there longer than he should and was a friend to everybody, which goes to show he wasn't like some, okay, my hour is up. Goodbye. Right. Yeah, he was a good he guy. He was there for the yeah, evening. Yeah, real, real good guy. Real nice guy. He earned that 10,000 bucks. I don't <laughs> know if I'm supposed to say that, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, what do I care? So, no. so, so now, one more time because we've only one, got one, one minute. More, one more thing. Now, be honest, because we don't lie on this show. When you're home, do you ever order in? No. no. Thank God. Good for you. That crap that you, you get when you order in. <laughs> now, tell us again about MSG. How dangerous is it? Um, it it's, it's just a salt additive. So, it's um, I mean, it's using a lot of Asian cooking. So, obviously, I don't think it's as dangerous as people make it out to be. You know, so I think... Just like anything, you can't have too much of anything. So, 
You just got to be mindful of how you use it. I'm allergic because my fingers swell up in my toes. I swell from MSG. Wait, we got to go, though. We got to go. We got oh, to go. go. Anyway, who cares? Hold on, everybody. So this up. is Ryan Rondino, you guys. Celebrity Chef. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Chef Ryan Rondino. He's not really on Twitter, so go to Instagram and uh, check out Ryan RondinoCulinaryDesigns.com. And we'll see you Friday night at the soiree. See you Friday night, see Ryan. See you then. Thanks. Terrific. Thank you so much. Good Bye-bye. Show. All right, Thank everybody. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye-bye, everybody. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is like...